Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And Hill's Sports Day will be back for 2023 with Sats and the Rat, Scotty Sattler and Matt Rogers tackling the biggest stories in the sport on this year. Is that a good nickname? Well, Sats would be happy with it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, Matty. But, uh, g'day, Sats. Good morning. Uh, you, you, would have done, you would have done very or no preparation here on a maths night. You've been watching maths, and what are you thinking of it, mate? Well, you know I've been watching maths because I've been texting you and you <laughs> dis- disgustingly telling me that the uh, TV control has been controlled by Helen, your wife, <laughs> nah, survivor. Yeah, yes, that's right, but that only now, goes till Tuesday. So I've been, I've been sneaking as I said to you, a couple in. You've played over 100 tests for Australia. You need to pull rank here. <laughs> yeah, no, it counts gets, for nothing at home. It gets nasty, mate. It gets nasty. <laughs> it counts for nothing at home. And anyway, he was out swanning around at the Powers launch last night. No, but night. I was back in time for maths. Oh, really? That's how early I, oh. I, I got back there. So, how could that send Powers back? Hey? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's great. Yeah, get a couple of them into us. And now, good, good people are Powers. Give us the Scott Sattler take on the CBA, on the NRL, on the RLPA. Where do you think it's at? Oh, well, it's a mess. We know that. The NRL has sat on their hands a little bit too long. Um, I feel as though that. They didn't take the RLPA as seriously as what they probably should, and Clint Newton has has done a, a very good job at embracing and galvanising the playing group. But in saying that, and got, I've got to say, I've I've never been a I was never a, a real RLPA man when I played. I just wanted to I just wanted to train and play rugby league and and be fortunate for the for the opportunities the game gave me. So I was never involved in any of those discussions around boycotting games. And I remember in two thousand and three, guys, and we were. We were leading the competition and eventually go on to win the comp. That the RLPA wanted to run out 15 minutes late in the first final against the Broncos, and and everyone was really courageous. A lot of the playing group were really courageous about. Yet we need to stand as one. But as soon as it was mentioned that we're not going to run out 15, until 15 minutes late, all the hands went down straight away, and they weren't so courageous. So um, I'm going to it's going to be interesting to see whether that's going to you know, be the mindset amongst the playing group now also. What I'd like to happen is I'd, I'd like to think that a lot of these a lot of these conditions around the RLPA and, and the NRL and these conditions for the RL, the RLW and because um, it's got nothing to do with the salary cap. You know, yeah. Everyone was always going to be agreeing on the, the increase in the salary cap. I'd like to think that the NRL can say to the RLPA, okay, we're going to come back with you in relation to the NRLW, which doesn't start until later on in the season, and admittedly they've got to play this week against the All-Stars, you'd like to think if any injuries come of that, the NRL will underwrite that. Mm. But we're going to have a decision for you by this particular date. Okay, trust us, trust the process, trust that we're going to do good for the for the game and the players. And if that date doesn't come, well, well, they could have got them themselves to blame, that's it. But I've still got great faith in Volandis and, and that date that they'll do good by the NRLW. Mm-hmm. Hey, we've got uh, a, a text here from Mike. As a believer in the union movement, I can understand the RLPA threatening strike action. However, I hope the players remember what happened to the airline pilots and the waterside workers. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a great text uh, from the listener. You know, it's, um, 
what we've got to remember is, you know, if, if they want to try and boycott through the trials, uh, which are all tele- most of them are televised, by the way, you've got to remember that they're going to patch up the NRL logo. Well, that doesn't matter because we know who's playing and what competition's playing. So that's not really going to send much of a message. And But if you start running out late for televised games and, and, and upsetting the, the broadcast, and you two both know better than most how important the broadcasting schedule is, we've got to remember those broadcasters pay your salary. So they've got to tread lightly here, the playing group, and I think they will. Yeah, and I don't mind a, a little message at this stage. Just to, it, it, whatever you do, you've got to be very organised. I.e., if the you know running out uh, fifteen minutes late needs to be forewarned and planned about two months beforehand. You can't just say to the players, "Right mm-hmm. oh, tonight, we're not going out you know, on time." That's no good. So it, it, there's got to be a respectful preparation for the the fans and all that sort of stuff. So that, that to me, they they're not treating the issues. Uh, as crucial enough, the NRL, they should want to get this dealt with because they're very, very important issues um, of insurance and post-career type stuff. Why are they not doing it? Well, the post-career um, the post-career and the hardship funds for players who are retired and, and post-players with injuries, I don't think that needs to be decided on now. That can be something that continually be a work in progress. And yep. I, think, I think most would agree with that. Um, the salary cap's not a problem because both the men's and the women's have received yeah. significant increases and boosts. So, um, I, I, you know, the biggest part is the NRLW. If they want to grow the NRLW like the NRL are saying they want to, they want to be able to sign contracts now, get a drawer in place, and when they start yeah. training, knowing that they get injured and they're going to miss work, well, unfortunately, uh, fortunately, they're going to be looked after by the NRL. Now, that's the priority right now. But... You know, the, the NRLW doesn't start for a while. Their, their training doesn't start immediately. And I'm, I feel as though that can still be a work in progress. Knowing that the NRL will underwrite anything that happens in the meantime, I think that's got to be, you know, the, the major discussions have got to occur at the moment. Now, boycotting media, they're saying we're going to boycott NRL media days. Well, the Roosters have been doing that for 30 years, so yeah. it doesn't matter. So. <laughs> yes, we sort of get used to that from them. Um, all right, let's let's talk a little bit of footy. What excites you about the se- the season? Are you looking forward to the Dolphins, and and what do you expect from them? Um, I'm not expecting too much, to be quite honest, and I, I think that's okay. Yes, I think that's okay. You, you shouldn't want to win the comp in the first season. I mean, Melbourne won in their second season, '99, and yeah, that was because all the players from the Hunter Mariners, had, who had a great playing group, just transferred to the Melbourne Storm. Um, I don't anticipate that they'll play finals, and I think that's okay also. But I just think, yeah, you know, initially it's about garnishing really good support off the field, uh, getting as many people to the games, uh, sending a really good message in the community, and, and really good, getting really good commercial support and corporate support. I think that's their main their main focus. Then when they go and negotiate with players for year two, year three, that they represent a, a really solid brand. I think that's what they've really got to focus on. And and they, they won't expect to be winning comps in the first year. And um, but I'm really excited to see what the Broncos can do with Reese Walsh coming back. Mm. I think that's really exciting. I'm really excited about this number nine, Blake Moser. We all keep talking about you know, Corey Pakes and Billy Walters. Blake Moser's the kid. Yeah. He's the number nine that I think the Broncos will, you know, he could become another Cameron Smith, this kid. He's a, he's a pretty special talent. This um, year, Sats? This season? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think maybe he may not... You know, he's got a little bit of an injury at the moment and he won't start the season. But I think 
you know, I think by the middle of the season to the end of the season, Blake Mose will be the number nine for the Broncos. He's a pretty exciting young kid. Mm. And um, playing against men in, in 2022, which is good for his development, Gold Coast Titans, I'm really excited about what Sam Verrills, the Roosters Premiership winning hooker, brings to that side. It's the one position they really lacked is a, is a really solid number nine that asks questions. So I'm expecting the Titans, with David Fafita coming off contract, players play their best rugby league when they're coming off contract. So, and another year older, and I'm expecting David Fafita to have a big season and Sam Verrills to make a huge difference to, uh, to that side. And then when you've got someone like Jaden Campbell coming off the bench in jersey number 14, it means your team and your playing group is really strong. So, And with the Cowboys, I think Cowboys have finished top two. I, I think um, you know a lot of people are anticipating they may drop out of the eight. I can't see that happening at mm. all. I just think with the success they had last year, and the, even though they went out in straight sets in the finals, they still... Um, sorry, they, they beat Cronulla, but went out of the finals uh, earlier than anticipated. I think the experience that they had in the finals will, will just take those players to another level. Yeah, I was waiting for you not to mention the Cowboys, actually, because they're under the radar big time. That, so yeah. that, that's really good. The other one that's a bit under the radar for mine is Canberra. Yeah, they always are, aren't they? You know, I think you know, Ricky gets the best out of his players, and as soon as Jamal Fogarty went down there last year, they look like a completely different side. So uh, they lost Adam Elliott to Newcastle. Uh, but in saying that, they've got a real solid playing group and you know, finished eighth after the regular season last year, and everyone was fighting at that eighth position. But... Canberra always one of those sides, aren't they? Heels. You just, you just don't know what you're going to get from them. You know they, you know they're hard to play at home. And if they can jag a few wins away from home, well, they're always going to be in and around that top six. So, you know, the big question is that top seven. South finished seventh, Penrith finished first. Everyone's sort of saying those top seven teams will will probably be in the top seven again, and everyone's fighting out that eighth position, but. Statistics will tell you one injury to one of those top seven teams means that one of those teams will bundle out of the eight. It's just a matter of who will it be. Yeah, yeah. We could talk forever about it. I mean, it's dominated the headlines so far. We're really looking forward That's to the a season. Lot, yeah. Parramatta, how are they going to go again? You know. And you've got Sports Day coming up with Matty Rogers. Yeah, exciting. The Rats been great. We've had him on a number of occasions. He's, you know, we're looking for someone to replace Badge, and he's hard to replace Badge because he's. Such a great guy, a great storyteller. He's got great little antidotes, but he's, he's 85 now, Badge, so he wants to be able to have those afternoon naps. And uh, a bit like you, a bit like you, Patty. You know, oh, yeah, I love my afternoon nap. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but Matty Rogers, he's one of the great storytellers. He comes from, um, you know, a great sporting pedigree as well. He crosses a number of, you know, he's rugby union, played nearly 50 tests for the Wallabies. He said, I played 50 tests for the Wallabies and I didn't even know the rules. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, he comes from great pedigree. His dad was one of the great centres, wasn't he? The Prince of Centres, oh, yeah. Steve Rogers. And he tells some great stories about his tours that he's been on uh, with the Wallabies and the Kangaroos over the years. He's a, he's a terrific guy. Oh, you've yeah. got to lobby for a new nickname, mate. Yeah. Can't have the rat. He's rat, had the rat for the rat. He, he loves the rat. Does he? Oh. He loves it. Yeah, Scotty. Right. He's a rat. He was a rat. <laughs> <laughs> well, his old man was a Rolls Royce. Jeez, he could play. Hey, it's getting up yeah. to 8.33. We've got to get to the news. Great to chat, mate. We'll talk to you throughout the year. Thanks, Hats.